0: What's up you are uh, listening to Mills Speaks uh, I am Mills the and I want to thank you again for joining me one more time thank you uh, this is episode number 34 going on right now um, I named it 36 going on 12 I will explain why later Yeah, it's it's been an interesting week, or week and a half, or whatever, how long it's been. Um, I'll be honest, I don't remember what I talked about last episode. I can't remember if that was before Thanksgiving, or after Thanksgiving. Um, I honestly can't remember that. Um, but, I will say that, um... I've got tons of notes, tons of notes, so, man, where to start? There's so many things, so many things happening, and has happened, um, first, I guess, first and foremost, um, uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, to Juice World. um, he's a young rapper who, who actually died yesterday, or, yeah, it was yesterday, it was reported yesterday that he, he got off an airport, I mean, an airplane, excuse me, at the airport died, um, had seizures, I guess they rushed him to the hospital, and they could not save Juice World, uh, Juice World was 21 years old, that's the, the part that, that really messes me up, because, I mean, I, I knew one song he had, I didn't know his music like that, I was never gonna listen to his music like that, but at the same time, you know, it's still another black boy who, you know, has lost his life, um, early for nothing, you know, so it's crazy. So apparently today the reports have come out that he had popped multiple pills prior to uh, landing, or I guess on flight, in flight. Um, he had done that, um, and then in his bags, they searched his bags and for some reason. Um, and I don't know the amount of pounds, so let me just me see something right quick uh, a friend of mine sent me the story earlier today so i was like well i guess i'll go back to that stupid story 70 pounds of marijuana in his bags first and foremost wow <laughs> okay i mean damn i kind of feel like i don't know how long he was traveling but 70 pounds 70 jeez but we all know weed does not um make you have those types of you know side effects there's no there's no seizure believe me you're going to sleep you're definitely not seizing <laughs> Um. So yeah, they did. They did say that you know he had popped several pills. One of his bodyguards said he has a Percocet problem. Um, it was reported that Future said that he felt very bad because he introduced him to pills and lean, which is also something that the young man had on him—the uh, cough syrup uh, that they create the lean out of. Right. So. You know the whole story is sad because again the kid was 21 years old um he was out here um seemed like he had a decent head on his shoulder only because i saw one interview i mean so, so don't don't quote me but i mean i saw one interview and i think i even remember the kid being on there right after nipsey had got killed and that was like that was actually on the 31st of march i believe so it was in april sometime when this kid was on the breakfast club and you know, it's just kinda of fucked up that, you know, now he here he is being talked about on the radio like Nipsey was just, you know, eight months ago. So you know it's just crazy. It really is. So I think at the end of the day we'll just try to try to try to reach out to these kids and let them know about these drugs and stuff. I mean, these are prime examples of you know showing them this is what happens when you do too much drugs, when you do too much drink too much lean, when you do this thing. And then you know it was crazy to me because you know if y'all remember, like Rick Ross was having seizures all the time too, remember? And so it was Lil Wayne, and it was because of the the pills slash the lean that they were drinking and that they were popping. And then they like to do the shit in the air, and it's like. I don't listen you can't be doing drugs and shit in the air like you way too high like there's some things you just can't do that shit don't it doesn't come you know it doesn't compute like you know if you've ever been on a plane and drank you're getting drunk that much faster because you're already like missing oxygen to your brain I feel like you're you're feeling lightheaded as fuck all right you know long 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 time ago I I, I entered onto a plane under the influence myself and let me tell you something, I'm just going to tell you something right fucking now. I will never do that again. Not ever. Not ever. I freaked out so hard, quietly, quietly of course. It, it wasn't like a crazy, let's land the plane freak out. I mean, I'm not crazy. But, I mean, <laughs> bruh, it was intense. So, you know, having said all of that, um, yeah, I don't know, it's just... I feel, I feel like, um, hopefully they can use these guys as examples of what you should not be doing. You know, these kids, they have to see this. Like, it's just not cool to be drugged out like that. You know, and I I was coming home just now. From work, and the girl on the radio—I mean, she sounded like an old fogey. She's like, in my day, you know, they were talking about drug use and the things, you know, and drug dealing and the things they had to do to make it and this, that, and the other. They weren't really talking about doing the drugs and da 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 da. And like, listen, you can't sit here and try to act like one doesn't have anything to do with the other. Like, at the end of the day. You can't sit here and act like us listening to these songs where they're talking about selling drugs and pushing drugs and doing all of this stuff. It, it didn't enable this next culture, this next shift in culture of doing the drugs that was pushed to us by the drug dealers and their people. You feel them? like, come on, man, this is crazy. And then also, that's a reality. These days, people are doing way heavier drugs, and then they're having way bigger consequences than ever before. And, you know... I'm not going to sit here and act like we have to, uh, you know, just deal with this. This is just a huge problem. We have to deal with it. Um, But I think it is important and imperative for parents and and the like to be able to tell, you know, these kids, hey, you know, sometimes when you fucking around doing shit like that, listen, you got a lot of examples of what not to do. You know what I mean like so for my generation we got a lot of examples of why you shouldn't do crack right we have tons of examples to why you shouldn't do cocaine and all of these things because we have so many artists so many rock and roll rap stars singers um, actors actresses you know that have gone down these paths I mean we had a whole VH1 had a whole um, behind the music and, and, and undoubtedly undoubtedly The person or group that was on VH1's Behind the Music had a coke problem or a crack problem, heroin, you know, something crazy like that. So it's not a brand new thing, but at the same time, you know, it's also reality. People are doing heavier drugs. People are doing drugs life is ridiculous things are harder you know people don't want to deal with anxiety people don't want to deal with depression they don't want to deal with their mental health so they turn to other things um you know so I just hope that like I said it could be a lesson um I don't think you I don't think the young man had kids um just yet um but you know condolences and prayers and thoughts go out to his family and everybody that loved him all right so i'm gonna move on from my man juice world i'm very sorry that happened when i heard the news i was talking to a friend of mine and she was just talking and i think i was aggravated at the time at that person in particular and she was just like you know juice world ass and i was like yeah a rapper you know what i'm saying and um you know, she was like, "I knew it was a rapper." I, you know, it just—it was just this back and forth BS. And I was like, "What about Juice World, man?" And she's like, "He's dead." I'm like, "What? <laughs> Are you serious? Dead?" You know. So then, you know, that's when I was like, "Oh shit." So, um, so yeah, so yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, his family can can start to heal sooner than later. But I know it's a hard time because he, again, he was 21. So. Alright, I'm going to move on from my man, uh, my man Juice World. Okay, so the first thing on my list is America's Got Talent. Um, America's Got Talent is tripping. Uh, I guess it's NBC. It's tripping. Um, you know, okay, let's just start with the story. America's Got Talent fired Gabrielle Union for various reasons. They tried to make it seem like she was difficult, but, you know, fortunately fortunately we are well aware that um black women are oftentimes labeled as difficult when they really aren't they're just about their business straightforward don't have time for your bullshit don't have time for anyone's bullshit um and then some of them are straight difficult boom there's that you know we're not a monolith so you know i don't know it's a lot of things. I mean, they, they said her hairstyles were too black. You know, her braids. Jesus. They said um, Simon was smoking in the dressing rooms, which weren't really dressing rooms. They were kind of like uh, little areas that they had designated, and they were separated by curtains. And so, apparently, Lil' Kavya James, um, little Kavya James Wade, okay, um, she, she, um was around the smoke and, and Gabrielle said hey hey simon can't be doing all that smoking you know my kids here i'm here i'm taking in the smoke i'm not feeling that plus you can't smoke inside it's been going on for years they haven't said anything to simon they'd rather ignore the situation instead of deal with what she had to say about it so i guess that made her difficult too um jay leno came on and made a racist joke about the chinese folks i guess some sort of joke um where he stated that um The Chinese food was compiled of dogs and cats. Okay, fairly older joke, I guess. We've been telling that joke for some time. I've been a a kid. Yeah, I think I've been a kid. Um, since you know we've been actually telling that story, so, so it's fine. Um, or that joke. Um, and then apparently someone came on there and did like a fairly racist skit, and she had something to say about that. So it just sounds like to me that she was dealing with something, or she was attempting to bring light to, to, to these situations for the network's um, benefit, of course. Um, and no one wanted to hear it. No one. No one wanted to hear it. They. They basically said, you know what? F that. You know, we're good over here and shut up, right? So I guess she eventually got fired and um, this is what's going on. So, you know, I I don't know if NBC is well aware, but I mean, you know, Gabrielle Union's got a huge case on our our side. And I'm not sure if she's trying to take legal action or not. Honestly, I don't know what she's trying to do at this point. But yeah, it's been a lot of people uh, speaking out against the situation. A A lot of people. Grey's Anatomy is my favorite one. I don't know her real name, so we're going to call her Grey's Anatomy. She, um, she came out with a whole bunch of tweets, a lot of good, good shit, lots of good shit that you want white women to say, um, to be able to back, um, women, straight up just women, forget the color, like, just back women, you know what I mean, and not just white women, right? So, she said a lot of cool things, I can't remember exactly what she said, um, outside of the fact that it was fucked up that what happened, you know? Um, she among others came out and said you know what's happening to Gabby is fucked up Um, so I think NBC is trying to you know ease this down I think they're trying to calm it down make it go away the problem is is that you know the only way to make it go away is to admit that you guys were incorrect you were wrong about all of the things that she said and you were wrong to have fired her over those situations like so there's really no making this right so I'm not sure if they're trying to you know settle with her maybe give her some money or something stupid like that but you know at the end of the day you know they need to relax um so so yeah y'all yeah, keep, wa- keep a, a watchful eye on that situation uh you know we'll see what's up uh but um it was so funny because I was listening to the read the other day and they were talking about NBC and how um, there's some show that's got like one half season left and they're like, because we can just stop watching this and this network all together. And then I thought about, um, <clears throat> I thought about this is us and I was like, well, shit. And so, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they, they're really tripping. So hopefully they can rectify the situation somehow, some way that's appeasable to both sides, honestly. And really, fuck both sides. Uh, just Gabrielle Union's side. pocket all right like i said i was watching the or listening to the read the other day and i wrote this down because it really hurt my feelings um they were talking about um zion wade's uh who is d wade's son one of his sons um his younger son i think and how um apparently mr mr zion has come out as gay early in life which is fine I have no beef here. That's not what this comment is about. Okay. Um. Zion um, D. Wade posted a picture on Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken, of him holding baby Kavia. Um, Zion and then um, Gabrielle Union was in the picture. Okay. And Zion had a crop top on, and he had um, some some nails, acrylic nails. Um, I'll be honest with you. Until somebody pointed out, oh, it's nails too. I didn't even see the nails, right? So apparently people had something to say about D. Wade's family um, and what he's allowing, quote, allowing um, in his household um, because he's not being um, disrespectful or being ridiculous about his gay son, right? Um, And so the read consists of two gay people, uh, K. Fearing and Crystal, and they both kind of said the same thing. And the question was, wow, you know, it's really awesome that he has this, you know, support system at home. I know I couldn't imagine being able to be free, Um, you know, hopefully he's in a situation where he's able to be free at school. Um, but he definitely can be free at home because I didn't have that type of freedom anywhere, basically. Could you imagine, you know, having that type of freedom and feeling like you could be actually safe at your own home? And I really found that to be so sad and depressing because, I mean, and I know a lot of people didn't can't say this, but I mean, I had a really good childhood. Like, I really did. I had two great parents, you know, <clears throat> they weren't perfect <coughs> at all, but... They were good. They they were great. They worked well together for, for as long as they could. Okay, um, you know I I don't know. I just I couldn't imagine not being able to express myself freely as a child. Not that I had like this whole like not that we was like you know hippies out here or nothing. You know, All right? There was a there was a reasonable amount of expression. Please be clear. Like there was no, you know, mom, I just think that, nah, it wasn't all that, but you know, what I am talking about (laughs) is to be able to express my feelings about something. You know, if we're having in conversation, be able to say, well, I don't know how I feel about that challenging what they told me or what I was taught you know to, to gain a better understanding like I had that in it growing up and I, I'm blessed I guess I'm extremely blessed so when they said that I was just like damn man that is so depressing because I feel for them I feel really bad that like they can't imagine that something that's so normal So then it also got me to fucking thinking about other people who had other fucked up ass childhoods. Like, (sighs) fuck, you know? Imagine like losing a parent during that childhood. Imagine, you know, being sexually assaulted or, you know, abandoned or like, you know, I don't know, beat up, you know, heartbreak, you know, all of these things that shape who we are as little people into big people into you know adults like it's amazing to me. So you know, I just hope that people are teaching their kids you know tolerance and and really it doesn't even have to be tolerance. It's just how to be a decent human being and not an asshole. You know what I mean? Like don't don't be an asshole, son and daughter. You know. Um. So I was like, damn, that that really that really sucks. So if if y'all don't go ahead and listen to the read it's a pretty good show it'll have you laughing pretty good and um you know and they drop little shit like that in there and it makes you really think about damn how other people grew up and other people you know had it per se you know what i mean um, so i'm gonna shift off of that into some solo news solange uh, Knowles, a.k.a. Beyoncé's little sister, a.k.a. We love Solange. Um, no, Solange uh, performed on Jimmy Fallon last week. And all I gotta say, I wrote down a lot of crazy things. The first thing I wrote down was, bitch! Um, I wrote down, you fly as fuck, bitch. I wrote down, divorce looks good on you. Um, anywho, I think that's just ridiculous. Um, I, but no, I, um... <laughs> No, Solange did a fantastic job. She did like a little, um, you know, you remember when Beyonce had the Lemonade album and she did like a little mini uh, Lemonade concert at the VMAs and she did like all the songs pretty much. Yeah, it was the the same type of situation with Solange with the latest album, if I'm not mistaken, it's called When I Get Home. Um, I told uh, Rachel, I said, she hit us with these visuals and I said, see, we needed the visuals in April when the album came out. You see, we needed the visuals then, so we could understand what we was listening to. Solange, okay? So apparently, she's going to be releasing this visual um, this week or next week or something, or be right before, th- you know, Christmas or whatever. Um, which it basically is like a little feature film with the with the songs, which is what I needed. And I think this is the same film that I think Crystal said she watched in um, in Houston. It was a viewing, and she had the opportunity to go watch it. And so, you know, I actually can't wait. I hope she puts it on title, okay? Because I don't really have time to buy it. I'm not going to. So I hope she puts it on title or if it goes to Amazon or, or wherever. Where, or, wherever I am paying per month for something is where she needs to put it. Um, shit, Netflix, Hulu, give a shit. Um... But no, she performed and she looked really good. Solange is in, like, phenomenal shape. Like, the the, the choreography is, is crazy. It's amazing. She's she's running in place. She's doing jumping jacks, seems like. She's doing jumping. She's doing the most. Like, I think I got tired watching her, honestly. I was laying in my bed. Um, you know, it was such a such an artsy thing I think we kind of been seeing this and we had kind of been getting a build up to this performance because we've seen little um, videos here and there of her doing this kind of stuff Um, the angels uh, cranes in the sky song had a lot of these types of visuals in this in the video itself so I think it's just a continuation of her art Um, she's a very artsy person Um, it looks like it's such like the show the live show such an experience like I feel like I need to get to a Solange show at some point in my life such an experience and I feel like I wanted to see Solange years ago you know when the other album came out with Tony on it and and you decided or I decided and all these other songs like so dope she's so fucking dope um a lot of people say it was a swing and a miss with this last album but i disagree i think you have different levels of um work and i think that we needed the visuals for this to work just like beyonce while lemonade is dope and you can listen to it from cover to cover right now i want to say that you needed that lemonade fucking visuals like you needed that you needed those poems you needed those visuals of her being upset pissed off hurt, all of these things you needed that to be able to kind of marry the music together you needed it so same thing and you know what this isn't uh, this isn't a weird concept because we've always needed a visual with the music to make it right ever since the 80s you know when video started coming out we've always kind of needed that to push it along and then also prior to that time when you know acts would go on tv and would be seen to see the visual made you 10 times more a fan so again So again, Solange, don't do this again. Please drop a visual album the next time. Thank you. Um, let's see, what else do I have written down? I have written down, I already said she's in crazy shape. Um... I said it's musically stunning, visually pleasing, and all of those things are true. I um, um, also said it reminds me of the '70s, like so. You remember in the '70s, like it's it, very Diana Ross-esque. Okay, it's like big hair, big shapes, all of these things. So basically, um, so basically, it reminds me of a time where like. There was an expectation for you to express yourself culturally. Like, there was the expectation that Diana Ross was going to come out there and be super fly, but that she was going to ultimately have that fro on that was also going to show that 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 cultural side. that Say, you know what, I'm out here doing this, but I'm still one of the folk. You know what I'm saying? I'm still one of the people. You know, that kind of thing. And so that was the expectation back then, which was really dope. Um, And that's not necessarily the expectation right now, but a lot of people are taking it upon themselves to, you know, make it, you know, a requirement in their music and in their art. So that's dope. Um, So yeah, and I I also wrote down I need to revisit this album. and And I agree with that. I think I do need to revisit this album. Again, I think from cover to cover, you just sit down, allow the sounds to happen to me. I think that's what a lot of people didn't do. They didn't allow the album to happen to them. They just tried their hardest to hear and to understand and to get it. And a lot of times with music, specifically art and artsy music, like it's taking you on a journey. You just gotta allow it to happen. You know what I'm saying? So, and and a lot of people aren't willing to do that. just not you know what I'm saying um me as a I guess musical person yeah sure me as a musical person like you know I'll go on that ride with you yeah I will I will because I've had a lot of situations where I've gone on the ride and the ride was fantastic you know what I'm saying um so yeah I'll go on that ride so yeah I need to revisit it I guess and, and see what's up I already talked about juice world which is good i wanted to get that done first let me cross that out and do a star there good to go there okay so i watched snl last night saturday night live saturday night um and it was so funny it was so funny my boy it was um j-lo hosted it right um and my boy the baby performed twice of course and J-Lo is so funny to me because Kev on stage, he's a guy that I follow on Instagram. Um, and Kev on stage is a comedian and he just did a video a couple of days ago about how, all right, we just need to be honest. J-Lo has no talent and she is famous for nothing. And this, that, and the other, and it's, it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of, you know, there's some truth hidden behind most jokes, you know. So this might be how, you know, legitimate people feel, you know, people might feel legitimately about you know this way about j-lo which you know i mean you know hey there's an argument for everything and an argument can be made that j-lo is not um full of talent or even um you know that she even possesses talent that 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 argument can be made it can be made um (laughs) but it was so funny to me because she um she sang a lot throughout the episode, and I thought that was interesting, because we never really get to hear her sing like that, and it wasn't that it was good, it wasn't great Um, singing, you know what I'm saying, she doesn't have a voice, she's got one of those light voices, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't know if she can sing or not, but it kind of sounds like, okay, you know, so let's put some of this on there. You know, that's what it sounded like, so I wondered if she was trying to do that to show people, see, I really can, I really can sing, you know, or what, but I don't know, bruh, like, it was just weird. But it was some um, really funny um, skits in there, of course. All the political shit is always so funny, like, the more fucked up the country is, the better SNL it is, and that's just always been the case, so... Hopefully, we can just laugh ourselves until the next goddamn you know war that we're gonna we're gonna face here. Um, but but now um, I enjoyed it. But but the main purpose of me bringing up this is to talk about the baby. Okay, I love the baby. I don't know why. I don't know why, because I'm going to be real with you. He doesn't talk about shit I need to know about. And he is a little cute little fella. And he wears way too much diamonds and jewels all over his body and in his mouth. And it's just so... uh, But, but, there's this one verse under the sun. Return of the Dreamers, J. Cole's album, this year with the... Excuse me, it was Revenge of the Dreamers. Excuse me, my bad. And the very first song on there is called Under the Sun. And the baby has the last verse on there. And it is so tough. It's so tough. So... I know that it's a little unrealistic to hold love for somebody after one verse, but I love the baby. Okay, I really do. He's got some other songs that I fuck with. Um, his song with um, Make the Stallion was dope. His remix with um, Lizzo was good. You know, he's got lots of other songs and with other people that I really like too. I just, I just think he's so damn cute. He's so little. Oh my god, I could put him in my pocket. Jesus. So, and he's chocolate, too, y'all. Oh, my God. He's so cute. And in that song that I'm telling you guys to go listen to, it's called Under the Sun, he actually addresses the, um, the, the 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 diamonds in his teeth. He actually does address that a bit, which is interesting. I think that's what made me fuck with him, too. I was like, okay, so you're actually going to talk about something that um, I'm actually already thinking about. So, so good, good, good. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, man. So, yeah, I love the baby. Y'all check the baby out if you want. Um, he may not be your cup of tea because the album really wasn't for me. But, you know, I still love the baby. Um, and the last thing I have written down over here is "Living Single. And it's because I watched a couple of episodes prior to recording this. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and put this in there. I'm going to put this out there that... Um, Living Single was probably one of the best TV shows ever on TV. Straight up. That shit is so funny still. It's so relevant still. The the fashion, the hair. You know what I mean? Like it's just everything, the the, the conversation, the, the the you know, the temperature of the jokes, everything was perfect, Joe. Everything was perfect. Okay? The comedic timing was dope Erica Alexander is my favorite and she of course we first met her as cousin Pam on the Cosby show and then she moved over to living single once the Cosby show had gone ahead and, and you know went away got canceled I guess so um, it's the best show ever it's on Hulu all of the seasons I believe um, if you start it, you will not stop it, okay? You will not stop it. And I really recommend you start at season two. I mean, a lot of people who haven't seen it might need to start at season one. But season two, for those of us who've watched Living Single tons of times, is where it absolutely turns up, and I love it so and I think I actually have season one on DVD I think um I think my best friend Carrie got that for me um one Christmas or birthday or something like that and then they never made any of the other DVDs for the other like for the other seasons and then bam here comes Hulu with all of them so thank you Hulu so I'll definitely be watching that um you know when there's nothing else on TV which is almost every other day seems like um but yeah, so y'all check check *Living Single* out. Um, my favorite character is Max, Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. You're welcome. Um, and it's so great because all of those actors and actresses, well, for the most part, are still out here working. Um, so I think Kim Coles, Kim Coles is still working as comedian. Um, uh, Erica Alexander, she still acts. She's in the Wu Tang show. She she plays the mother of the RZA. Okay, Um, Queen Latifah of course is Queen Latifah. She's still out here. She played Ursula in the goddamn Little Mermaid the other day. You're welcome. Um, Who else we got? Kim Fields. She's still popping out here. I mean, you know, Regine and Tootie. Okay, you know. Um, So she's still out here popping. And uh, the guys though, the guys. I haven't really seen the guys that that much, honestly. Last thing I saw Kyle Barker in was Final Destination, the, the second one. Um, and then I haven't seen Obi in much of anything, honestly. So there's that. Um, he's probably still out here doing his comedian thing, though. Probably what it is. But yeah, um, but this show is great. This show is so great. So many different people um, like guest starred on here uh, from Kadeen Harrison, Blair Underwood. Um, I'm trying to think of all of the people. Jennifer Lewis from Blackish. Listen. There's an episode in Season 2 with Jennifer Lewis that is called... It's something about the talk show or something like that. The title is entitled to that. But listen, she is fucking hilarious. Her, she's a talk show host by the name of Delia. And she is so over the top. Even more so than right now. Um, so... Yeah, so, so many people came through there. Shamar Moore was on there a couple of times. If I'm, Well, once. Naughty by Nature. Um, Biggie was on there, if I'm not mistaken, one time. No, Biggie was on Martin. Um, they had Naughty by Nature. They had Dean Kane on there. They had um, uh, Charmaine from The Cosby Show. You know, Charmaine was Max's best friend. And I think they were best friends on this one, too. Um, so many people. So many people. Uh, uh, the chick... Tatiana Ali, she did a guest star on there, um, Nia Long, um, it's pretty much, if you guess a name, they probably were on Living Single at one point, Rosie O'Donnell did an episode, um, shit, I mean, so many people, so many people, so, like I said, Living Single's the best show ever, and y'all need to check that out too. So, uh, this is going to be a fairly short episode today, guys, because I really don't have much to say, um, honestly, it, and it's just it's just so many different things happening. I'm not even going to touch this impeachment stuff, even though I did actually find a really cool breakdown, so maybe I need to read that to y'all. If, if, if you're not clear on what's happening with the breakdown, let me read this to you so that you can be aware of what is actually happening. Okay, this is from Miss Elaine Michelle on Facebook. Um, she broke this thing down of what was actually going on with the presidency and all of this stuff. So, so try to try to, to, to stick, stick along here. Try to, to follow along to what I'm saying, okay? And I quote, she writes, So, this impeachment thing is kind of juicy. From what I've gathered, basically this is basically the T. The United States is the goat on the world stage. Jordan in the game type stuff. And we have shooters on go all over the world for anybody that want these problems. So this is so this is where the Ukraine comes in. I'm going to correct her grammar as I'm, so bear with me too. Uh, So this is where the Ukraine comes in, center of the impeachment drama. This is in parentheses. Ukraine is the homies. They're going to ride for us. Why? Because we look out for them by sending military aid to ensure that countries like Russia, parentheses, who's the ops, uh, can't mess with them. Now, speaking of Russia, they want to be the United States so bad. Our biggest hater for the decades, snakes in the grass, they are the ops. Pay attention now, because this is the T. You're welcome. Uh, in 2016 election, when Trump was running for president, he reached out to Russia, parentheses, the damn ops, to uh, get them to interfere with the election. Boom, Hillary Clinton email scandal. And now, he's trying to do the same thing and this go-round, but instead of undercutting Clinton, he's trying it with our boy, Joe. I'm not sure who our boy is, because Joe is not my boy, but this is just what she wrote. So, there's that. Um, Trump hops on the phone and calls the Ukraine, parentheses, the homies, uh, and basically says, if you want us to keep looking out for you, parentheses, making sure Russia don't get on y'all head in parentheses I need you to find some dirt on Joe cuz I'm trying to keep this seat in 2020 fam (sighs) huh so basically our president used his political power for personal reasons that ain't how it's supposed to go down ever the president is supposed to be for the people not himself it's a problem now because the United States is out here looking like some frauds to the ones that have our back like some two-faced chicken heads Wow. <laughs> and we're letting the ops, Russia, feel like they got some rank out here. Like they really can run with us. The president is the president of the United States is set tripping. He's violating the code, bringing our biggest hater into family business. And that's why they're trying to impeach Trump. Trump ain't loyal. Insane. So, if you were unaware of what was happening, hopefully miss michelle helped you out with that and i'm i'm gonna leave the episode right motherfucking there okay (laughs) you're welcome okay matter of fact bring the beat up